much work for someone that's been dead for half a billion years! <laughs> Anyways, that brings me to tonight's tale of terror. Tonight I give you Minions Furries, Episode 2. Everyone, including myself, started grabbing everything we possibly could to barricade the door to keep those things from getting in. Is anyone familiar with this back area of Walmart that's in here? I asked looking around the group that was with me. I could tell from the look on everyone's face that no one in this group worked here. I let out a sigh. What I'm trying to say is we need to get the rest of the doors barricaded too because if we don't those things are going to find a way in from the other entrance. We'll start with this one. Then we need to cover this area to make sure the rest of the doors are covered. I threw another shelf over the door entrance and as I did Cecilia pulled me to the side. Hey, you got a minute. It's just the apocalypse outside. But sure. What do you need? Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. What's up? She ran a hand through her middle-length blonde hair, pushing it out of her face. She smirked at my smart comment. Sorry, I know we need to cover our basis right now, but I don't know if you noticed this or not, but I'm kind of covered in that thing's blood. Do you think I'm going to be okay, whatever these things are? I guess what I'm trying to say is do you think I'm going to turn into one of those things? I honestly didn't know what to tell her. I had never seen anything like whatever those things were outside. I put the back of my hand on her forehead. You don't feel fevered. Do you feel okay? She smiled at me. Other than being a little grossed out from this blood, yeah I feel fine. Then I wouldn't worry about it. I started to walk off but was quickly greeted by the younger black gentleman that ran off with us. I hate to break you two lovebirds up, but I think we need to get a move on this barricading thing. If we don't, I feel like we're going to be screwed. I don't know about you guys, but I don't want to come in contact with those things again. I frowned a little bit at his lovebird statement, then ran a hand through my hair. Yeah, no shit. But also right now the main thing we need to do is stay calm and find some weapons back here as we also barricade the exits. Well, I don't know if you two fuckers know this or not, but Blondie there decided to drop the one weapon she had earlier. A man in a red hat and wearing plaid said stepping forward toward us. I could already tell this gentleman was going to be a problem just from his attitude. I started to reply to him, but before I could say anything Cecilia stepped forward in front of me and got in the face of the man. Excuse me, what the hell is that supposed to mean? I said what I said. You know what it means. But in case your hair color is getting the best of you, let me spell it out for you. He reached into his pocket pulling out a can of Copenhagen tobacco and put it in his mouth. You're a dumb broad that should have held onto that bat. He spat some of the tobacco out of his mouth. Cecilia stepped forward to get a little closer in his face. I stepped between him and her stopping her from getting any closer to him. All right, look let's calm down here. We can worry about the weapon stuff later. We're in one of the largest stores in all of America. I'm sure it won't be an issue to find one later. Let's find these exits and block them off. I started to lead the group behind me to the back of the stock room. We took a right turn which led us to the receiving area. I could quickly tell this room was going to be a problem. I went over to one of the receiving area doors and looked out the window to see nothing but pure whiteness. Behind me, I heard people rummaging throwing anything they could find in front of the doors to barricade it off. The snow was still coming down at a decent pace. It was starting to look bad out there. There wasn't one snowplow in sight. Someone laid a hand on my shoulder, drawing my attention to them. I turned around to notice the younger black gentleman standing behind me. Sir, I too have concerns. I wish you guys would quit approaching me like I'm some sort of leader. I'm just a retired surgeon. The gentleman shook his head. Man you seem like one of the ones that seem to have his shit together in all of this though. I'm for damn sure not following Bobby Earl back there. He pointed to the man wearing the red hat and plaid shirt. He had a good point. But at the same time, 
I could tell I wasn't over my head. I wasn't sure what was going on. I let out a sigh. All right then, what can I help you with? We need a plan. We can't just barricade ourselves in here and expect to live. Whatever those things are out there they aren't going to stay away forever. Plus, Cecilia there is covered in the blood of one of those things. We don't even know if they can smell that shit. What was your name son? Dominic, sir. Dominic Young. What's yours? Ryder Ashford. Please. Dominic don't think I'm some sort of a leader. I'm just trying to get out of this myself. You mentioned that other gentleman's name was Bobby Earl. I couldn't tell if he was being sarcastic or not. I'll tell you what else you could do for me. Get everyone else's name too. We're going to be trapped in here for a while. I can already tell that. So, if you could do that it would help me tremendously. Dominic smiled and nodded at me making his way back to the group to barricade the entrance. I too made my way back over to where the others were and started to grab things. It was only about 10 minutes in though Bobby stopped moving things in front of the door. This shit sucks. He gasped for air, spitting his tobacco out of his mouth. Ignoring him I just continued to do what I needed to. It only really started to bother me when he didn't jump back in after about 15 minutes. So, I decided to say something. Hey Bobby, why don't you give us a hand with this? We only had one more door to barricade and I wasn't even really sure we had enough supplies left in the back to barricade it. But I decided to be the one to say something. Nope. He spat more tobacco out of his mouth and when he did the rest of the group stopped barricading to look at Bobby. I'm sorry, but did you not see those things out there? I don't take orders from people like you, and you don't tell me what to do. Anger started to fuel up inside of me. I could tell everyone else behind me was watching me to see what I was about to do. I took a deep breath and took one step forward. This isn't about taking orders. This is about living or dying. The only thing I see is you and Blondie over there trying to scare everyone in this group. She bashed a head in on one of those things, and now you two are trying to control us with fear. Fear. This has nothing to do with- I get it, you're scared. I ain't scared of shit, Blondie. <laughs> I'm just telling it as I see it. No, you are. You're scared of me because I'm a woman in power. She smiled. It didn't hit me until then, but I suddenly recognized her face. I stayed out of the public eye for so long that I didn't recognize her. Was it the blood she was covered in? Was it her different hair that was long and in a ponytail at the time or was now shorter? No. It was just that I didn't keep up with current events. Cecilia Knight was a town hero. She had won previous prizes in the past, not just from winning beauty contests either. Though she definitely had in the past. She was Mrs. West Virginia at one point in time, but she also went on to be a town hero by going into the military at one point. She had saved some of our troops overseas. I couldn't remember what branch of the military she was in. But this all came flashing back to me when she stood in front of me with her middle-length blonde hair. She was rewarded with all kinds of medals and hearts when she was able to come back in one piece. I took a few steps back feeling ashamed for not recognizing her earlier. But now I felt embarrassed. If Bobby knew what was good for him, he'd step back too. Leave. We don't want you here. Her voice snapped me back to reality for a moment to try and see what was going on in the conflict. Bobby spat some tobacco out of his mouth before saying, Maybe I will. Maybe... Ah, fucking wheel. Cecilia pointed to one of the back bay doors we didn't barricade yet and said, Then leave. No one is fucking stopping you. Her tone sent shivers down my spine. I stepped even farther away from her. At this point, I almost thought she was a general in the military the way she used her tone. Bobby spat a little more tobacco out from the side of his mouth and started over toward the bay door that Cecilia pointed to. No one in the group said anything as he undid the lock. Lifting the bay door open in the air. The cool breeze from outside blew inside a little bit. Everyone stayed back enough away from the snow. Bobby looked back at the group before leaping into the white Alaskan snowstorm. I took a quick leap shutting the bay door behind him and giving the lock a quick tug. 
making sure it was secure. Everyone in the group behind me took a look out the small window watching Bobby walk in the knee-deep snow. I raised one eyebrow as my curiosity was starting to peak. So far, he was fine. There were no creatures or anything after him. I was thrilled and started to think maybe he was right. That was about the time he stopped dead in his tracks, being only about 10 feet away from the bay door. I cocked my head to the side and was trying to figure out what was going on. My expression must have spoke for itself because Dominic behind me said, What's wrong with him? Why'd he stop? Shouldn't he be trying to get back to the front of the store to his car or something? Cecilia shushed Dominic quiet as we all just stood in silence watching Bobby stand in the cold, white, snow. I started to open the bay door to call out to him. But Cecilia stopped me. I looked back up to notice Bobby started to twitch almost like he was having some sort of a seizure. I watched closely as he fell to the ground, starting to convulse. This time I did push Cecilia aside opening the door. What the hell are you doing? He's having some sort of a medical emergency. And if I don't get out there and help him, he's going to die. The surgeon part in me coming out that wanted to help people even if they weren't good people. I think it's a little late for that rider look. Cecilia pointed back out to Bobby where he was convulsing and rolling around like a crazy person. He stood back up almost like in zombie fashion and took his red hat off, as well as his shirt, exposing his skin. His skin looked that of a burn victim's it was almost charcoal black. Where he was chewing Copenhagen tobacco his jaw stuck out more, but now looked infected. He turned around slowly to look at the bay door where we were. His eyes. The eyes weren't human anymore. They were a piercing green. His charcoal skin started peeling off into the snow with each step he took toward us in the snow. Shit, shit, shit. Not good, not good. I motioned for everyone to get back away from the door. I looked around in the back area for something. Anything to put in front of the door. With us barricading the rest of the doors there wasn't much left to use. We have to get out of here. If we stay here, we die. What is this crap? This isn't like any snowstorm I've seen before. She's right if we stay here, we die. The other younger man said that had short black hair and brown eyes. James is right. Dominic perked up this told me he was very much doing what I asked him to do. Grab what you can to throw in front of the door. Everyone behind me started to scatter a little bit to look for more things to throw in front of the door. But there wasn't very much. I started to do the same thing when I heard aloud. What the hell was? Everyone started to go quiet. I motioned for everyone to get down close to the ground. The noise was coming behind us from the bay doors. It didn't take long for me to know what it was. We have to get out of here. Dominic motioned for the door behind us to which we came. I wasn't sure if they remembered or not, but we kind of got chased in here by those things. Now here we are. If we go back, we die. If we stay here. Well, the options weren't looking too good for us. I shook my head at Dominic letting him know I had no intention of going anywhere. We had to stand our ground here. I looked around for the closest blunt object on the ground, but could only find pallets and carts. I walked over to the pallet that was in pretty bad condition and breaking off a piece of sturdy wood. It wasn't much but it was something. With each thump everyone including myself jumped a little bit. I knew it was Bobby. He was out there. He was trying to get in. I got back up to my feet slowly and crept my way over to the bay door where he exited. When I got back to the window of the door, I didn't see anything but the white wonderland of the receiving area. What do you see? I put one finger up to my mouth motioning for her to be quiet and held up another one for letting her know just a second. I moved in closer to the garage window but still didn't see anything. I started to turn around, and when I did, I heard a... I couldn't move the only thing I could see was a long black charcoal arm around my neck as I was gasping for air. Shit. Dominic grabbed the piece of wood I dropped and ran over to me with Cecilia following behind. 
Cecilia looked around the area to happen to find a box cutter laying over on the table close to what looked like the receiving clerk's area. Here, James who was closest to it grabbed the box cutter tossing it to Cecilia. She opened up the blade and lunged into the arm of Bobby multiple times. The arm released its grip around me but covered me in black liquid-like substance. I fell to the ground gasping for air and spitting out the substance from my mouth. Are you okay? Cecilia bent down to check on me. Dominic helped me back to my feet. I'm about as good as I'm going to get. I guess you're two for two now. Don't mention it, but we both should shower or wash off this blood we got on us. My eyes widened when I noticed the sight of the blood. Whatever is in the snow had turned Bobby into something. Almost zombie-like, but he didn't look human. I'd almost say he was a zombie if it wasn't for his movements, skin color, or eye color. Now there's this blood. Black blood. I jumped out of my daze away from the door. We have to get out of here now, James yelled, and as he did the thumping sped up. I heard what sounded like maybe two or three more thuds than a crash. The door was coming down. I took a glance behind me before I started to take off running to see it was Bobby. That's when we all stopped. I wasn't quite sure if everyone else could, but I could hear a voice inside my head that almost sounded like Bobby's, but shrill and high-pitched toned. It almost sounded supernatural. The voice echoed through my head. I had to guess that's why we all stopped to look back to see who it was. But I wasn't quite sure. We all ran quickly through the first bay doors, making it past the break room in the back, behind us. I heard a skittering almost like that of rat feet. No, no he can't be that quick. I thought to myself as I heard a whoosh go by me. I wasn't able to bring my attention to the front of me in time, but I happened to run into Dominic who was in front of me. He was a little bit bigger than me. So I fell and hit the ground. Cecilia helped me back up to my feet. The group in front of me stopped. I looked ahead to notice Bobby was in front of us. You got to be shitting me. Don't suppose you still got that box cutter. I whispered over to Cecilia. She looked at me shaking her head. I dropped it when we took off running. Shit. I was now 100% sure it was Bobby. He lifted his right arm. His one hand had sharp claws that looked like they grew out of his hand. Something he didn't have when he was human. Seems how that's not what he was now. Dominic grabbed James shoving him to the side as Bobby took a sideswipe at him, causing him to get a nick on his arm. The wound almost looked like a bear had got him. The wound was not small. I looked over at the break room scanning it for something. Anything I could find to use in this fight. The only thing I happened to see was a chair. Cover for me. I told Cecilia. Wait, what? I lunged into the break room grabbing the closet's plastic chair in there and leaped back out in the room. Dominic moved back for me when he saw I had a chair above my head. With all my speed and force I slung the chair over top of Bobby's head. Even though the chair was plastic it bent down the middle. I fell back on my butt and Bobby fell through one of the doors, hitting hard on the floor. Black ooze leaked out from the giant gash in his head. Is he dead? Not answering. I stepped over the top of Bobby who wasn't moving and decided to kick him with one of my feet. His limp body didn't move. I don't think he's going anywhere. If these things can bleed, they can die. It's basic anatomy. However, I'd like to hold onto his body. What? Cecilia stepped to the front of the group. What do you mean you'd like to hold onto his body? If we can set up some sort of base here, I could do an autopsy on him and see what turned him into this. Or at least what the hell happened to him. You aren't serious. Setting up base. You're talking like we aren't getting out of here. Dominic held onto his bleeding arm. Haven't you ever heard the saying to beat your enemy you must know your enemy? If we can figure out what caused these things, and what their downfall is we might stand a chance. I don't know if you noticed or not but that snow out there did some weird shit to him. Not only that but whatever is out there, 
I motioned with my head toward the door Bobby was half out of. Came from the snow too, when it broke through the glass door. If we can figure out a little bit of what's going on we might stand a chance of survival. As of right now, we have no game plan. That's fucked, I want a plan to get out of here, not set up some sort of home base bullshit. No, he's right. I don't know why I didn't think of it before. Cecilia stepped in front of me. We need an established plan to get ahead here, otherwise, we aren't going to survive. Not to sound like Bobby or anything, but I don't like taking orders from either one of you. Especially when you're talking about staying in this place. I just came down here to get some groceries and all this bullshit happened. Time for it, I think they're right. Dominic stepped beside us holding his arm and I noticed more blood was oozing out. We should probably wrap that up, Dominic. If not you might bleed out. That's a pretty bad gash. Yeah, it doesn't feel too good either. Great so that's it then. Does that settle it? We're not going to have an escape plan then. James threw his hands up in the air. Dominic shook his head. This is the escape plan you, idiot. I don't know if you have noticed or not but these two have kept us alive through all this bullshit. Ryder here seems to be smart on his feet, and Cecilia she's killed at least a couple of these things saving Ryder's ass. Neither you nor I would be alive if it wasn't for them. So, you're either with us or against us. That's the way I look at it. James sighed and stepped forward toward the group. You got a point, I guess. So, what's the plan? First thing we got to do is get Bobby here to the break room. Cecilia, you and James drag him over there. Dominic, you come with me so we can wrap this wound up. We're going to find something to stop that bleeding. You guys meet us in the room back there and I'll help you lift him on the table. I walked off into the break room with Dominic behind me. He followed me in and I sat him down on the closest chair. I started searching every cabinet and shelf in the break room until I found something to wrap Dominic's arm with. The only thing I was able to find was some alcohol, duct tape, and some paper towels. Once we get our feet underneath us a little better, we'll find something better in this store to patch you up with. But for now this will have to work. Dominic nodded reassuring me as I started to get to work on his arm. Once I was done, I walked over to Cecilia. Well, is he going to live? For now, he'll be fine. But we need to get a plan together and eventually make our way out for some supplies. If not, the wound could get worse and an infection could enter his body. How much time, Doc? Dominic entered into the conversation where James, Cecilia, and I were standing. Two days at best. One at worst, but we aren't going to let that happen. I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure you stay alive. James grabbed a hold of his arm. I pointed to Bobby, James and I bent down picking Bobby up and laying him on one of the break room tables. Well, I don't have the supplies I need so this can't happen. Yet. The supply run may need to happen now. What do you need? No, you're staying here with me you're injured. Cecilia you and James need to go out there and make your way to the medicine aisle and get me these things. I grabbed an extra piece of paper towel that I didn't use for Dominic's arm and a pen I found earlier. I jotted down a couple of medical items I needed and slid them across the table to Cecilia. She picked it up and skimmed it for a second sticking it in her pocket. I may see if I can make my way back to the weapons aisle. We could benefit from it. I nodded at her. Also if you come across any survivors, bring them back in one piece. We could use all the help we can get. The more arms the better, I guess. That and we're going to get out of here. It's just going to take a tad bit longer, but I promise you we are going to get out of here. Once we figure out what's going on, I have a wife at home waiting on me that I need to get back to. I laid it out in the open that there was someone waiting for me back home. I didn't want to be here any more than they did. What you said earlier James, about coming down here to get a couple of items. I'm in your boat. I too just came in here and now here we are. My wife doesn't know if I'm alive or dead or hell what's even going on. Should we try and get a radio to signal for help? I found it funny she was asking me for instructions like I was some sort of leader of this group. But then again, I did just promise everyone that I was going to get them back home alive. However she was the one that saved me not once 
but twice. She was also the one with the military experience. Not me. I wasn't sure if the other two knew who she was or not, but I did. I have a decent long-term memory even if it does take a while for it to get going sometimes. That was one thing I had going for me with this early retirement. My mind was still with me as well as my body. Well, I thought this was a retirement. It appears I'm going to be operating again here soon. Don't go getting cocky out there. I need you two alive. We will try and do that when we have more manpower. Right now, your main mission is to get me these medical supplies. The sooner I get Bobby opened up over here the sooner we can figure out what's going on. Just be careful out there. Cecilia smiled at me nodding in agreement taking off walking back toward the door before she could even leave the room. A rattling noise started to come from where Bobby was. I looked over to see what was going on. Bobby's body started shaking almost like he was having a seizure. Um, what the hell? Dominic jumped back behind me. I ran over to him holding his body down or trying to but the force was too strong. James get over here and help me hold him down. Cecilia and James came running back into the room. Cecilia held down the feet of Bobby and James got his other shoulder. The scene reminded me of something of the exorcist. Even with the strength of all three of us we weren't doing a very good job holding him down. I thought you fucking said he was dead. He is. He sure as hell doesn't look like it right now. Finally. After what seemed like 15 minutes the seizure or whatever it was just came to a stop. I stepped away from the body shaking my hands that were once covered in even more black ooze blood from him. What the hell doc? What the hell is right? You said that motherfucker was dead. I let out a deep sigh as my eyes widened and tried to figure out something to say. I was in utter disbelief and shock that that happened. I saw the gash in his head and the blood underneath his head. He wasn't moving there was no way he could still be alive. Was this some sort of repercussion of death these things did? I... I don't know. I don't. These things must have some sort of different biology than humans. But if he was still alive why isn't he moving? Did it ever occur to you that he can't? James pointed to him. What if he's still alive but can't move? Almost like some sort of unconscious state. Oh, come on. I grunted holding up my hands then pointing to him. I'm covered in his blood. Does that look like some sort of unconscious state to you? Well, how the hell do you explain that? I don't know that's what we're trying to figure out. There's some sort of biology or something we don't know that we need to figure out. If he was alive he... Bobby sat straight up, like a dead man coming out of a coffin. Dominic jumped back. James screamed. But before he could get anything out Bobby flipped over on his stomach, slid across the table, and grabbed him by both of his arms. James struggled to get free, but couldn't. I grabbed another chair and started hitting Bobby with it. This time it was no use. The side of Bobby's face that he had spit tobacco in started to grow larger and larger. Shit. Dominic ran out of the room. I started to take off running from the room. Cecilia motioned for me. But I wasn't able to get out of the room in time. Everything from that point happened in slow motion. Before I could get around James. I just remember Bobby's jaw getting so large and I heard what sounded like a loud pop. The room instantly filled with a haze. Bobby's head was gone. So was James's. I fell to the floor gasping for air and coughing vigorously. I started crawling toward the exit, but I could feel myself getting weaker from lack of oxygen. No, no, just a little farther hold it together. I thought to myself, trying to reach the end of the break room. I was only a few feet away when Dominic came around the corner, coughing like myself, and grabbed my arm. He managed to drag me out of the break room and into the hallway. The haze from the room was starting to seep out a little bit. Dominic and I started to cough to gasp for clean air. Cecilia who was coughing a little bit too tried to help Dominic to his feet, but fell. I managed to catch my breath a little bit to put my hand on the wall to try and get up. But it was no use. Every one of us was coughing trying to gasp for air. Finally, after what seemed like forever I managed to stand up but the haze was now in the hallway. I managed to make my way in front of Dominic and Cecilia grabbing both of their arms and trying to drag them to the exit of the back room, but with each tug, I fell back to the floor. I was losing the fight against the haze. It seemed with each tug on their arms 
and with each pull, the haze would move closer and closer. Both of them were trying to catch their breath still, so I had to do what I could by myself. I already let one person die. I wasn't going to let another one. I would fall, then get back up and pull. Fall, get back up and pull. Repeat. I was at arm's length of the door when Cecilia managed to shove my arm away from hers to stop pulling. What are you doing? I tried to get my energy and breath to get out the words. She gasped. Go. Motioning for the door that wasn't far away. I shook my head and bent back down to grab her and Dominic's arm. I wasn't about to leave them here. She swatted my hand away again. This time she controlled her breathing to get out. Leave us. I shook my head at her and grabbed her wrist. I didn't care if this hurts her. Or Dominic. I wasn't going to let another one die on my watch. This time she didn't fight me. I had at least three more tugs in me before we reached the front door. Breathing wasn't an easy thing to do either. I wasn't sure if it was adrenaline or the willpower to live. But three tugs later I fell through the back room doors collapsing on the ground myself to get air. I don't know if anybody's told you we're going to but you probably shouldn't breathe that in. <laughs> Anyways, I hope you enjoyed what you heard tonight. If you did, don't forget to go to the YouTube channel, YouTube slash Twisted Tranquility. Comment, like, and hit that big red subscribe button. Also, if you're enjoying this podcast, be sure to hit the follow button and the little bell icon to continue listening to installments of flurries just like this. I'm the Spectre, broadcasting from the Warplayer of Twisted Tranquility. Until next time, minions.